Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for February 25th, 2024, the second Sunday in Lent in year B. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, hiya. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, I'm enjoying, by the time you listen to this, I should probably put it in past tense, I've really enjoyed the snowy landscape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it has been nice. Uh, uh one last hurrah and 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 remembrance of winter. Yes. Uh, um. But um. Uh. Yeah. We're we're. I'm ready for warmer. I'm not. But okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> You're Norwegian. I'm we, Norwegian. <laughs> I want to wear my woolies for months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh. But uh, it's still yeah. Still still. It was nice to see a good snow this year it was uh and um we we don't we, we don't get them as often as i would like uh mm -hmm. um but uh I, I know that that's probably a controversial oh yeah <laughs> my definition of a good snow is a <laughs> is for as another person's definition of a dangerous one right so, um i get it i get it like uh, uh but uh it was it was nice to have at least one decent uh yeah. good snowfall of uh like three inches which was which was good so yeah and in my neighborhood we got more than that so we could do on the neighborhood hills very short run uh sledding yeah 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 snowball <laughs> fights and all that not stuff. not long enough for a single wee like a full wee no but like <laughs> well long enough for the feeling yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm out of control for it i'm getting, uh, out. I'm getting out of the way <laughs> next guy uh, uh where i grew up we had a very large hill behind us uh I, I shouldn't say very but it was it was decent sized a good oh probably a good uh uh about 80 foot uh oh, um, drop me. over 60 feet wide so like it, it it you got and then it flattened out and went for a long time before it hit like some tennis courts uh -huh. so uh you could you would really fly down the hill and then just like like scoot and if you got just the hint of uh uh ice on the top yeah uh uh just small enough not not, not enough to like cut you up but like, <laughs> you know just enough to glaze uh-huh you would potentially fly into the uh the chain link yeah. fence of the <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, uh, tennis courts, it was a lot of fun. Take it with your back. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, so uh, uh, we would, being kids, we would build ramps. Um, oh yeah! At the low point, like just as it start, as it uh -huh. like uh, it evens out. So your max speed, and you would build a ramp, and then just fly. And your <laughs> inner tube would like go one way, and you would go another. And oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, California. We had some. We had a few broken bones and sprained wrists and twisted ankles Walk in the neighborhood <laughs> every winter. So we we had so. But many you know what's good for that? A cold pack. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we had a kid um, when we were really well, literally a mountain in California, who uh, <laughs> was like, "Oh, little child, he'll be fine," and. He, we didn't know what a daredevil this kid was. Hit maximum velocity, kept going, went underneath a split rail fence, across the road, and underneath a parked car, all the way underneath a parked car, into the next snow, <laughs> down like another 30 feet. So it really was that, that, that scene from like Christmas Vacation. It was, and it was before <laughs> that movie was made, so someone read my mind. 
<laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> one of the one of the writers was like, "I knew this kid." Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he didn't die. <sighs> oh goodness. Well, uh, so this has been Snow Talk. Uh, <laughs> We're just getting started, so we better stop. Yeah, no, uh, so, uh, I mean, um, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, the, we've had a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of things coming up uh, here at the church. We just uh, finished celebrating uh, with uh, Bishop Jennifer yep. uh, this past Sunday, which is great. Uh, if five you missed people that, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, five people confirmed, and at least six people showed up. Uh, <laughs> no, we had a great crowd. Uh, uh, and, uh, so if you missed Fantastic that. Fantastic reception. Yeah. We, oh, we had a great reception. Thank I was just about to everyone. say, like, if you missed it, you could watch, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the service, the, the, you know, nothing's going to bring back that cake uh, oh, that you missed yeah. from the reception, but, uh, it was a great reception. It was really nice. Uh, and we had a good time, yeah. uh, uh, meeting with our bishop. So, uh, it was, it was Really lovely and great time to, to, to share with each other and, and congrats to all the confirmands and, yeah. uh, and everything. So um, that was awesome. Uh, we have coming up, not this week, but uh, next is game night, uh, which mm-hmm. will be uh, March 1st. And then I believe the following night is trivia night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, I know that as this is releasing the technical deadline has passed for yeah. signing up for, for trivia night. Um, but if you are having that, Oh crap, I forgot moment, uh, reach out uh, yeah. to the church and see, uh, double check and see uh, if there's any space and availability left. Uh, um, we want to make sure that every table is able to fully compete with each other. Uh, so any, if there's any spaces open, uh, we'll be happy to, to, to fill those in uh, if that's uh, entirely possible. It's even possible to squeeze in an additional table, perhaps. Ooh, okay. All right. But we'd want to have the table full. So it might take a, a little time to get enough people gathered. Gotcha. Gotcha. But that is, that is, yeah. If you are, uh, if you have that feeling, uh, where you were like, Oh, Oh no, I forgot. Uh, go ahead and pause. We'll wait. Yes. Uh, and, uh, right set, now. send out an email to, uh, admin at hfec.org and yeah. ask your question. We'll get you plugged in. Uh, and, uh, you know, so, and then we'll resume. So, uh, just, uh, just going to give you a second here. Ooh. Oh, that's right. I told you to pause. You have all the time in the world. Uh, so welcome back. <laughs> Okay, another coming event. Coming event, yes. Is um, this Saturday, the 24th, at 6 o'clock, is the Let's Glow uh, Kids Party for all the children of the parish. Okay. Glow. Uh, Let's Glow. So, because it's from 6 to 8 p.m. So there are various games in the dark cool, and things. Cool. And it's, de- it's designed for all ages even the youngest so it won't be cool. it's not a haunted house or anything like that but gotcha. it's, like, it's literally like glow sticks and, yeah yeah okay that's way better i was like how inappropriate the gorgeous ladies of wrestling um, oh <laughs> <laughs> i love that show i'm Surprised an 80s kid had... i'm an 80 and you know what can i say well and there's the uh netflix oh yeah the netflix show. special with or netflix show with um Brie... no I don't remember her name. But she, um, she's fantastic. Mark, commu- from Community. Yeah, and Mark Macon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Howard's last name. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yes. Uh, um, not Mark Macron, uh, but. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, uh, so that's that's a lot of fun. The, the, yeah. the kids coming and, and uh, having activities and, and glow in the dark. 
uh, entertaining. Yeah. That'd be, that's a lot of fun. And a lot more stuff. Go to the website. Yeah, yeah. We're we're starting to hit strides here with uh, yeah. with with uh, Lenten season in March and Stations of the Cross, all sorts of things. Yeah, happening. exactly. Um, anything else you want to promote? Nope. Fantastic. Well, let's promote. Well. I want to promote the Bible, but in between us, right where we are right now in the podcast <laughs> and promoting the Bible, we have, we have to go through, uh, we get to, we get the, we get, I had somebody tell me this last week, how much they enjoy, uh, the horrible history <laughs> of the church history that we encounter every once in a while. A little too educational. So let's see together. Let's explore together what happened this day in church history, which is February 25th. So, on February 25th, in 1296, Pope Boniface VIII issues the bull Clericus Corcus, forbidding the clergy to pay taxes to secular rulers without papal consent. What How year nice was it? 1296. Okay. Um, so, so pre-England issues. Yes, yes. But um, Lutheranism was on the rise in the area that's now Germany, and... So part of it was to not financially support not just rival theology, but more importantly, rival political movements. I'm reading this as uh, just, you know, historical confirmation that clergy don't like to pay their taxes. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet there was not a lot of objections from the right. And incidentally, we do pay taxes in the United States. You do. Yeah. You do. Uh, time to get on that. 1536. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know what this means. Gentle Anabaptist. I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Gentle Anabaptist leader Jacob Hutter, from whom the Hutterites take their name, uh, is hunted down and burned to death in Austria <laughs> after being tortured, whipped, and immersed in freezing water to mock baptismal practices. Oh, dang. <laughs> I wonder if this is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google search it real quick. I wonder if this is... Uh, just simply a reference to Anabaptists during a period of time where they were not violent, uh, but violence was um, inflicted, inflicted upon. upon them. And Google only is looking at the word Anabaptist and ignoring the word gentle before it, so I have no idea. <laughs> Actually, literally, none of these address the word gentle in front of it. Yeah, so maybe it was a modifier. I, mean, I guess, I guess, yeah. He, as an individual, yeah. was gentle, yeah. uh, but uh, but uh, they were not. No. Right, he was not treated gently. Yikes! Yikes! Um, 15... Good old Christians. <laughs> Huzzah! Uh, Fifteen seventy, Pope Pius V promulgates a bull damnation and excommunication against Queen Elizabeth of England and her followers. Yeah, and Elizabeth followed um, Queen Mary who had restored England to Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And so the Pope was really ticked off that her successor, Elizabeth I, uh, went back to the uh, church, having its independent Church of England. Mm. And so that was the moment in which the um, divide between Roman Catholicism and what we now call Anglicanism was set in semi-stone. Yeah, it's softened a little bit since then, but not much. Uh, yeah, uh, being, uh, with the big thing being being excommunicated, that means we could not make any more clergy 
in the eyes of Rome. Oh, okay. That's I was going to say this. This seems like a like a uh, we we bully <laughs> bully against you, madam. Uh, uh, like Probably would have been in a harshly accent, but I don't want... <laughs> a bully. Yeah. <laughs> but so ever since, what an abomination yeah. of mixture of, of language. It, we we have always continued to recognize Roman Catholic clerical orders. The Church of Rome still does not. They're mm. now. The, this current pope has really softened the stance on that, but there's still a requirement that if any Episcopal or Church of England clergy want to become Roman Catholic priests, they have to be what the Roman Catholics call ordained. What we say is reordained. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> then uh, we have a, a series of entries that as far as I'm, I'm pre-scanning just a little bit. Yeah. I don't believe any of these are as violent as uh, poor, gentle Anabaptist Jacob Hutter. Uh, oh, but we do have... We'll still use them. <laughs> we have what would be called saints uh, 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 days here for uh, uh, individuals because they died on this day. Yeah. Um, 19, uh, or sorry, 1796, Samuel Seabury. Yay! Uh, the first bishop of the Protestant Episcopal Church uh, in America passes away in Connecticut. Uh, 1862. I just got to say, Samuel Seabury truly is a hero to the Episcopal Church. Yeah, yeah. He took care of that whole, how are we going to ordain um, new priests? Because the Church of England was saying, our bishops aren't going to do it anymore. And he was willing to go to a lot of effort to find um, bishops out of the same tradition who were willing to ordain him a bishop and therefore start us off mm. i have mixed emotions about this next one okay <clears throat> mostly because of what comes after in the entry uh here or mostly what the second half of the entry i should say 1862 in hackney london andrew reed passes away a popular independent minister who founded the london orphan asylum the asylum for fatherless children the asylum for idiots oh. <laughs> The Infant Orphan Asylum and the Hospital for Incurables. Uh, but he, he really also liked locking people away. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like, oh, orphan. Oh, but an asylum. Yeah. Father of the Children Asylum. I'm not sure what the Asylum for Idiots is, <laughs> okay. but I'm sure I have an open invitation. Uh, <laughs> you take this one first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also wrote a couple of hymns, but uh, yeah, uh, mixed emotions about this guy. Uh, I have well, not, and that was, I'm not going to lie. That was the age of hideaway people who aren't normal. And, yeah. And yeah. normal being a, a very narrow classification. Yeah. yeah. Rather, oh, you don't have a father. Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> Away, little Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> um, 1880, uh, Johann Blumhardt, leader of re revival in Germany and founder of Bad Bowl, a spa for people with mental, spiritual, and physical ailments, uh, passes away. I have not heard of him or it. Yeah, me either. But uh, I, I kind of like the idea of like, oh, no, I've got a, you know, I've got a time over at Bad Bowl. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm going to say, it, it sounds like a drink. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's right. It's a, it's a really, it's a really, uh, it's a really dangerous bar. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you're going down to Bad Bowl to buy this thing? Oh, no, I would not. I'm not sure I'd do that. Um, 1921, uh, death in Norway of Lutheran deaconess uh, Elizabeth Fede, 
who had established a great medical and ministerial work in New York for uh, before returning to her homeland. So Elizabeth Fetting. Work, working primarily with uh, immigrants who otherwise mm. had no access to any kind of social services. Okay. So um, it still happens. Let's see here. Uh uh, 1928, an article by Stanley Frotsam, a Pentecostal eva evangel, that must be a, the name of a publication, pays tribute to Swiss-born Paul Bedex, a zealous international minister, uh, missionary who had been assassinated and secretly buried in China 14 years earlier. Um, ooh, here's one for you. 1934, Sir Leonard Woolley uh, ends his archaeological dig at Ur having uncovered much information that would help Christians understand the ancient texts of Scripture. Oh, cool. So, Sir Leonard Woolley, <laughs> which I believe you're not allowed to say his name in any other oh, intonation yeah. or inflection. Uh, yeah, exactly. You'd be really disappointed if he was a Midwesterner. <laughs> Leonard Woolley. <laughs> yes, yes. Um 1940, uh, we see uh, the passing away of Mary Mills Patrick in Palo Alto, California, who had been an educational missionary to Turkey. She had turned a girl's school into the Constantinople Women's College and kept it open through two wars and a revolution. Uh, courses she had offered included dentistry and medicine. Where was the school located? Turkey. Okay. Turkey. So she passed away in 1940. Um I'm just trying to figure out. It says two wars. Well, one of them might have been World War One. I. I yeah, think that's a little I, that's early. Safe. I would assume for World War Two, unless they're counting. She the worked of it. from California to keep it open somehow. Well, but in Europe, of course, World War Two started in 1939, so she could have done some yeah, that's stuff. True. That's true. Um, and then a revolution could have been. Yeah, throw the revolution there, or two. There were a few um, <laughs> around that period of time. Um, Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of what it was. Okay, go on. Uh, and then this one sounds like it could be made into a movie. 1995, uh, Samandar Singh hired to kill Sister Rani Maria for exposing exploitive money lending practices, stabs the nun repeatedly in indoor India. He will serve 11 years for her murder and be adopted by Rani Mara's sister, also a nun, who forgives his action. Oh, that's nice. Kind of like a yeah. very perverted blindside. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like blindside with a whole new meaning. Yeah, right? I mean, just. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, that sounds like one of those uh, potential Oscar uh, yeah. nominee. Uh, um, Tear jerker. Nobody feels good after that movie. <laughs> but it, you know, you're supposed to feel uplifted, but right. you don't. <laughs> So anyways, that's uh, this day in church history, February 25th. Um, so let's go promote the Bible. Uh, uh, little do uh, a lot of listeners know, the Bible still available in in a lot of stores. Uh, uh, can get in them. print. And Physical books available now. And unfortunately, you can go to just about any used bookstore and you'll have a wide selection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Many yeah. of them as new. <laughs> <laughs> With with uh, personal inscriptions. Of yes. Like, <laughs> Congratulations, John, on your baptism. And yeah, uh, dearest grandson. Yeah, that is sad. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
you know, to be perfectly honest about it, uh, in, in, in this time and age of uh, electronic availability, yeah. uh, I literally have access to several dozen uh, interpretations yeah. and versions of the Bible, uh, you know, with a, just a couple of clicks. That's so, right. uh, uh, yeah, physical Bibles, I don't know. There's, there, I, I think there's could be a whole discussion to be said about what are we losing and what are we incorrectly thinking that we're losing by not, you know, by yeah. not sitting down in a in a chair with a hot cup of tea and the Bible, you know, well, what open I've, at a passage. What I've heard many a wise per person say is it's good to read scripture from a variety of different physical sources so that your eyes literally have to focus in a different way. And therefore maybe your brain and your spirit will. So sometimes reading it on your um, Kindle, sometimes reading it from a dusty old book, mm -hmm. everything in between, give it a try. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I would also, I would also offer my personal opinion, which is most of God's work on this earth is not done with a Bible in hand. Right. So, yeah. Got to have Bible can be in your heart, but you, usually you need both hands free. Absolutely. Um, it's like driving. Yes. <laughs> Keep them at 10 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to help. Um, <laughs> so let's get to our first reading uh, today. Our first reading in the season of uh, the Lent, the second Sunday, is coming from Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. Let me skip a little bit. Uh, and then do 15 and 16. When Abraham, oh, sorry, sorry, point of the story. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout the generation for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah and shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Um, so this is an example, uh, a, a, a repeating theme in the Bible of a name change signifying a ma major event. Right. Uh, it doesn't happen every time. Uh, but it does happen most. I'm trying to think if sometimes it doesn't. Well, I mean, like, you know, Peter's definitive moment is denial and his name stays the same. <laughs> so, uh, but, but Paul no, and but, Saul. But, and... but um, Peter was Simon. Oh, yeah, that's true. There you go. Yeah. But it, it also, it doesn't have this mechanic where it's like, you shall no longer be called. It's, it's really more just like, Part well, of the transition, I guess. No. Elijah stayed Elijah. Elisha stayed yes. Elisha. David was David. 
Uh, I'm just I'm just saying every time there's a name change, it's significant. It's yes, scripture. yes, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That that is correct. Yeah, that's that's uh, the way that I would put it. So, um, uh, but it also is representative of like the name means something. Uh, in in Usually, like th yeah. this this name, and I'm trying to remember exactly what Abraham like the technical translation. I think it means father of many nations or father of many or something along those lines. And then um, the, the hams added to his name and that um, is combining the Hebrew word for multitude. Gotcha. Um, Sarah is princess, if I'm not mistaken, or noble woman. I'm not sure. Um, so which is why I think it's 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 a. Partnered there with speaking specifically about kings of people uh, uh, coming from her, um, but um, but yeah, this is this is this is during a period of time where a lot of uh, a lot of things in especially in the Old Testament, uh, it seems like there's a lot of references where like something or someone gets a name, and it's because it's it's specifically tied to an event that the Bible is mm -hmm. is, is talking about. And like, or, oh, they called that name the yeah. mountain that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the worst mountain in the world, and that's why it's called the worst mountain in the world. <laughs> Good simplified example that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist exactly. Uh, Abraham is father of many. Um, uh huh. Uh, so, <clears throat> but uh, so yeah, we have this. I, I have to admit, at least in this translation, the way the conversation starts with God. If I were Abram, I would be very confused. Um, uh, uh, I am God Almighty. Got it. Walk before me, whatever you say, and be blameless. Crap. <laughs> uh, can't wait. Uh, can't wait till after the weekend. Uh. Got Can I be blameless played. during the walk? Is that good enough? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will make my covenant between me and you. Okay. Okay. A promise. A, 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 a two-way street promise. I got it. And we'll make you exceedingly numerous. What does that mean? <laughs> well, um, Old Testament multiplicity, if you ever saw that movie. Like, suddenly there's like nine of us i don't know i don't know if i want this they, they did not have a concept of cloning mm. yes for sure uh, okay I got plenty it. of sheep dolly the sheep not a thing yet got it um let's see like he explains himself later but i would be very confused in these first two you know well that's verses. why one should always keep listening to god <laughs> And maybe that's why Abram fell on his face. Like, oh, just keep talking. Maybe it'll make sense right. later. <laughs> oh, that's what we skip. Uh, that was going to be my other question. I knew. Um, circumcision. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, another gotcha. reason Abraham threw himself down. <laughs> hey, remember when I said a covenant, which means a two-way street? <laughs> Um, this one's one way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's your side of the street, buddy. I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to give you 
uh, sons and daughters, and you're gonna have a your a nation will rise up from your family tree and kings and notoriety and, and ancestors too numerous for the stars to count. All I want, it's just a little bit of un- discomfort for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was one of the neatest experiences I had. I'm going to hide lots of details. Um, was <laughs> totally nervous over here right now. <laughs> well, I, when I was in college, I uh, one of my best friends was from a country in Africa. I'm purposely not saying which one. And he described to me um, his circumcision ritual in his tribe. Mm. And... Um, at some point I was talking with an anthropology professor I had and he said, he wasn't supposed to tell you about that. And in fact, that's never been recorded. It is strictly an oral tradition. Uh-huh. And um, you've, you, you know details you're not supposed to know as someone not circumcised huh. by in this ritual. And it was very different from Jewish ritual. Interesting. And in, including it took place at puberty. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's it's still uh, um, often a central mark of belonging to a group. Gotcha. Um, I'm curious about this word blameless at the end of verse one. Um, okay. Because, again, uh, if I were Abram, I would be a little nervous yeah. about what word is actually being said. What do you mean by this? <clears throat> Uh, surely Abram doesn't think when he's 99 years old, he has no blame. So uh, I don't know as if that's the correct literal word. Um, having integrity. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, Less nervous as Abram now. <laughs> yes. So it, it's not so much blameless as constantly, constantly honest. Yeah. Shoot me yeah. straight here, Abram. Yeah. You'll, you, from this point forward, you'd have no problem believing whatever it was he said. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, that's that's a lot more manageable. As Obviously, this is a call of, like, from here on out, actually, yeah. uh, as I'm rereading this. It's, you know, walk before me and be blameless. So it's like, from here on out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, being... It not being blameless, but being, you know, you know, have integrity, be, yeah. you know, be honest with me. Um, and with the world. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. At, at that point in time, I could be like, I could do that. I could yeah. do that. I'm going to fail, but I could do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I can. It's the, there. I haven't failed yet. <laughs> uh, and the actual Hebrew word's interesting because it's an internal, well, anyway, it means both entirety and honesty. Okay. So it, it it's often translated in, entirely honest or entirely blameless. Gotcha. And it's one word. There you go. Okay. And it can mean one or the other. It doesn't have to mean both simultaneously. I also have a translative question about the end of verse two. Exceedingly numerous. The more that I sit with that phrase, it feels very British uh, as well. So I... Maybe my source of confusion uh, on behalf of Abram's side is really a translative confusion because this terminology is not clear. Um, well, exceedingly. Yes. Um, this is Un- me. It can mean 
muchness. Because <laughs> um. really, it is a modifier that is an, numerous is like a lot. And then exceedingly numerous would be like infinitely numerous or, or you know, something unimaginably numerous. More than you could possibly, you know, uh, guess. Yeah. And it's it. That's what it's that you got all the connotations pretty much. Okay. So there's no, I guess my, my initial question for that was there's no underlining tone of like uh, it being um, uh, ancestral in some way or having like an undertone of like, oh yeah, you're going to have a lot of prodigies. Uh, you the, know, the, uh, um, the multiplied is that. Is, is that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Okay. Including, yeah, because it, it, it can use, be used to describe the breeding of animals. Gotcha. Okay. So so it is. It is. Yeah. The, the confusion is because we've translated it in this fashion. Yeah. Uh, Abram, immediately in these in these words, knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... Be honest with me. Uh, uh, I'm going to make a promise between me and you, and I'm going to get you give you a huge ancestral tree, one you can't imagine. And it actually, I'm just double checking. I'll, I should just stop because I was going to say something silly. Oh, on this podcast? Yes. How dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it does. It, it does. Um, this, is, this is a story that we got to know well. Uh, it, it, um, in that it, it informs a lot of later writings in the yeah. Bible. Abraham uh, gets referenced a lot. Uh, um, and the, there's a shoot the phrase alone of the ancestor of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is used like 40 times. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but even uh, individual uh, references throughout the Bible, probably number, number like, oh, goodness three or four dozen uh, uh, times after the stories of Abraham are done in the Bible. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's big. It's figure. almost God's last name. Yeah. To, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, this is, this is uh, coming from the oral tradition writ written into the, um, into the written tradition. This is just as much a, in my mind, just as much as a, a kind of like an original creation story, yeah, of like Adam and Eve, yeah, yeah, yeah that story. Abraham, we all go back to Abraham. Abraham yeah. is really kind of like uh, um, the story after. Well, okay, this is another instance where we have to knock the literalism out of our brains, right? Because for for most of human humans time with the hebrew scriptures they didn't think the stories of creation of genesis were supposed to be a scientific text right they didn't think the story of noah was supposed to be a scientific test text and so god's obviously major actors in all those but here is when the first defined relationship with god the covenant is established. Yeah. Um, and it's only chapter 17 in the first 
book of the Bible. So it doesn't take long. Right. But, um, you know, God does make promises to Noah never to uh, wipe out the world again and things like that. So it's not that God's stepping back and seeing how the gears turn. But here it's actually, now we're getting personal. Mm -hmm. This is a, a personal relationship with God. That, yeah. That is for all time. Yeah. Uh, I, when I think of this story, I partner it with a, uh, there was a, it might've just been a, like a, a, an informational video on YouTube. Uh, but it was, it was somebody hypothesizing of, uh, the, the likelihood, like the, the sheer numbers that we are talking about for the human race, should we uh, succeed in not obliterating ourselves, yeah. <clears throat> that likely, um, that, that very likely, the number of people who have lived on this earth up until this point could end up being as little as less than 1% of the total overall human. Yeah. And just so like that same kind of concept for Abraham of like, it's just me and Sarah now. Right. <laughs> and <clears throat> this idea to, from their point of the story to where we are today, their ancestors being so numerous mm -hmm. uh, that they their brains would could explode uh, from trying to figure it out. And then even then to this day. Then everything would have failed. <laughs> right. Even to this day, then taking who is alive today and calculating like, the ancestral yeah. uh, uh, um, um, furtherance for, for humankind into numbers that are just astounding. Mm -hmm. And we barely have the ability to comprehend what right. that means. Uh, I needed visuals. <laughs> <laughs> you needed YouTube. <laughs> exactly. I needed YouTube. Uh, it's just astounding. So like what a, what a really cool um, and, belittling <laughs> or, or, or not humbling, belittling humbling humbling is the word i wanted uh uh but like just awesome a literal yeah. awesome uh uh concept of of being invited to um um this covenant with your creator to mm -hmm. yeah well and one other, <laughs> something astounding one other feature here that's not obvious in the in english is um in terms of this being a, like a creation story, is it says um, that God said, I am God Almighty. Mm. And that's different from so many other words for God. It goes back to something primitive. Huh. It's a much older term than than Yahweh. Um, and I just want to make sure I have the right. Yeah, here we go. Um, that it could be translated as God of the deities mm -hmm. instead of Almighty. The fertile God, uh, liter literally God with breasts. Um, huh. And um, God of the mountains. I mean, it, it purposely has a very primitive sound to it to even Abraham. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And it, when the later 
translation tr or, or recording tr transitions within Hebrew developed, it became used less and less because it was seen to be the very primitive pre-covenant language. Gotcha. And so that's one of the things that in Hebrew, it's really clear, oh, something's shifting here. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I know you've known the one true God by all sorts of different titles here, but here we go. We're going to have a special relationship, and you get to have a sense of what my name is, even though officially Moses is the first one to hear it. Yeah. Um, and Which is Yahweh. Cool. Yeah. Uh, moving on to we better. Moving on to our psalm. Uh, psalm 22, 23 through 31 as the verses. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face from me, but heard when I cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and return to the Lord, and the fam all, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. To him, indeed, shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Pro posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to the to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Um, this psalm, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, especially with the phrase in verse 24, makes me feel like this might have been written uh, around the time of 3rd Isaiah. Um, of um, returning to the promised land. Perhaps. Perhaps, but we don't know. But we don't know. Okay. Um, it's late enough that all of the references that name God use the Yahweh term. Okay. Um, so that's one clue that it could be third Isaiah. Uh, also, Many of us will know the first part of the psalm because that's the one we use on Good Friday. That has, that's yes, which totally jumps to my mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but just in case you forgot, could you say it? Uh, <laughs> it's long. Um, gosh, I mean, it's really depressing. Um, <laughs> Well, okay. I'll start with the first verse. And well, then... Good Friday is not exactly. <laughs> yeah. The first verse of it is, my God, my God, why have why you forsaken me? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and. <clears throat> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. So it, it let's assume, because I love to make this assumption, let's assume I'm right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that really does. I didn't even think about that, that that ties the this experience to um another historical experience yeah of that uh maybe even in that moment jesus was like this is 
this is a similar time or feeling as to uh, promises being fulfilled. Uh, uh, in in the case of Jesus, the 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 promise that uh, the, you know the, the the foreseen promise that he was going to go through this and be mm-hmm. handed over, and and um, so you're you're getting this promise, but it, it being fulfilled, but even just like the the Israelites returning home, not all of it. F- it doesn't. Not all of it feels great. Yeah, because uh, and, and it's because it's not a. It, it's it's a it's a good promise being fulfilled, but it's also very difficult. Uh, yeah, and so that's kind of an interesting. I've never made that uh, connection. Well, and yeah, a, a lot of Christians have never used it, the whole thing in a single setting. Um, and. <laughs> we- and, and we would never, we would never chop up the <laughs> the word of God so that it reads a certain way. Um, <laughs> never. But this one, this, the entirety of this is uh, was certainly used by early Christians to make sense of Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection, mm-hmm. um, and we. And we're getting the resurrection part. Gotcha. Um, even though it's tied more, it's tied in terms of the collection of scriptures we have more with the story of Abraham than obviously Good Friday, since we're not doing Good Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I suppose the other reason why I, I make that that thought connection, at least with the the, the time period of Third Isaiah, is that same verse twenty four. Uh, Otherwise, it becomes a little hard to like figure out why the author would be taught, like what the author would be referring to. He did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. So breaking that down, thought-wise, of like uh, while bad things were happening, he wasn't outspoken against it. Right? Isn't that what it's saying? He no. did not despise or abhor. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so this thought process of like, uh, uh, God left us when the bad things happened. Right. That, and they're like, no, 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 that's not. Yeah, that's that. That's a suitable interpretation. What's, what's more often said is this is breaking the um, theology that if something's bad ha- is happening to you, God is making it happen to you. Gotcha. And. It's it's you're not being punished for something you did when something bad happens to you, necessarily. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's uh, um, this does also though still have uh, some um, um, same feelings as the 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 prior uh, reading uh, of numerous uh, you know expansive uh, all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about uh, future generations uh, 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 to a people yet unborn, and like that 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 feeling of it'll it'll continue on. This is this is almost a, a classic case of of like a uh, I don't know a congressperson's uh, uh, standing before the body and saying like we must do this for the children of the future, <laughs> <laughs> and then they get, that that person gets booed and. They vote, they vote some sort of idealized uh, idea down. <laughs> yeah, and 
Shut yeah. up, Henry. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> and and because okay, this psalm is very closely connected with the whole um, crucifixion story in Mark. There, you know, it's almost. Uh, did we start to interpret Mark using Psalm 22, or did the author of Mark interpret the events through the lens of, of Psalm 22? Mm. We don't know which. Um, but that leaves us with a difficulty in honestly translating it from Hebrew to English, because in between, there are all <coughs> sorts of translators from either Hebrew, Greek, or Latin, um, who who are Christian and therefore explicitly interpreting the subject as Jesus. Mm, gotcha. So it, it, you, one has to be very careful with one's English translation as to how it's treated. That's, I, yeah, in, in, in a way, that's really been uh, a lot of the focus of our podcast yeah. the last year plus of like, yeah, yeah, tra translate, got to be careful about it, the, yeah. the translation. Um, well, for instance, in verse 24 that we were just talking about, for he did not despise or abhor the affliction of the afflicted. He did not hide his face, face from me, but heard when I cried to him. In Hebrew, it, it, I'm sorry, sorry to say the reverse. In many Christian translations, that they'll translate that he did not, he, God, did not hide his face from him, the person who was suffering, but heard when he cried to him. Ah. And it really doesn't say that in the Hebrew. Yeah. It's more it, of a personal. It's more of a personal thing. It's more of a universal thing. Yeah. Rather than just Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anything else about our song? We better move on. Yeah, we better. Because everybody loves uh, the gospel reading. We, can, we, can, we can't yeah. cut, it, cut it short. Um. If you're not joining us in worship, you might, uh, uh, and, and going to a different Episcopal church, you might be uh, reading the same Transfiguration story uh, that we just did uh, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, but for us, we will have Mark chapter 8, verse 31 through 38. And probably most lectionary churches probably, will be using yeah, that. Yeah, probably most. Uh, so that reads this way. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them, the son of man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father with the glory, with the holy angels. Um, in reading this, this time around, mm -hmm. uh, I am thinking about, we don't get a great version of this in the book of Mark. 
Um, <laughs> because Marcus, we we actually covered this two weeks ago, three, or last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Time has no meaning. Um, but we covered this recently uh, since we've been doing Mark readings uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, th- this year. Um, this makes me think of Jesus's time in the wilderness. Uh, yeah. uh, what Peter is saying are the kinds of things that he already wrestled with. Uh, and again, we don't get yeah. a great version of it in Mark because it just says he went into the wilderness. Oh, this was last week. This was this last yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, he got drove into the wilderness, tempted, spent time with the wild beast, and then came back and started ministry. It's like a sentence. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not that big of a story. It's more expanded than others. But um, because we just had that reading, I'm realizing that this interaction with Peter, uh, where Jesus is, this is Peter is Peter isn't wrong for saying these things. Um, what I'm struck by is Jesus maybe even looking at Peter and being like, "You remind like putting a hand on his shoulder of like you remind me of myself." Just, just re, you know, but that's old me. That was I. I've already figured this out. Shut up. <laughs> Um, uh, because this, this would have been the same kind of a thing when he, when he says, you know, uh, Peter rebuked him, uh, uh, modern Christians might have this mental image of like the, the disapproving parent wagging a finger yeah. at a child, like, no, 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 don't touch that. Um, uh, this is really, you really more have to imagine like, this is exactly what you would do if you were following Jesus. And he was like, Hey, so this terrible thing has to happen. And you're going, no, don't, don't, yeah. you don't, you don't have to, don't do that. Like we got a good thing going. We got here. a great thing going. There's still don't. so much more to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, which would be like the natural reaction. Yeah. Like, no, 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 we've got this plan. We're doing all this good work. We're healing people. You, 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 you are healing people. We're watching. Uh, <laughs> they, but, they have been healing people too. Oh, have they been yeah. at this point? Okay. Um, uh, but like, yeah, like, why why stop this train let's yeah. keep the good, good times rolling why would you say this uh also if we believe you're the messiah and the son of god uh snap your fingers make it not happen yeah like you know what i mean well but but both the concept of messiah well all the concepts of messiah and all the concepts of son of god did not in, include supernatural power okay uh, that's that's an interesting thing yeah, that I haven't the, thought about yeah they were certainly favored by god but they were still humans. Gotcha. And they were also going to become, you know, there's still this underlining tone of like, you, you have to establish the kingdom. Like you're, yeah. we're, we're going to have a Jewish kingdom, though, well, right? Like yeah. you're going to do, like, I know you said you didn't want to do the thing. And I, and I get that because, you know, you know, circumstances as they are, but we're still going to do that thing, right? You're still going to be a physical king. And or if even, you get, or even a replacement for the corrupt high priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know, if you get, just be religious. If you get dead, that's off the table. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I am struck in this interaction this time around of realizing that I would think Jesus probably sees, uh, like, this is a familiar argument, one that Jesus may himself have yeah. had. Uh, not with all the yeah. extra stuff about like, uh, becoming King, because that, you yeah. know, from pretty much the get go, he was like, no, you got it wrong. Right. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, this, uh, uh, which is why we get this, this 
phrase that made me think of it, get behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. Again, we've had multiple conversations of like Satan isn't quite the correct translation of it, but would be the similar idea as behind what was tempting him in the wilderness. Big time. Uh, so yeah, that's a very good connection. This is the callback of like, no, 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 I've done this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm nine steps ahead of you, Peter, but trust me on this. I know where you're coming from. I understand your thought process and uh, someone better than you has already offered. (laughs) Right. right, Exactly. (laughs) And in ways that you you can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, (laughs) I was offered the whole world. You have no idea. (laughs) You have no idea. Uh, (laughs) but like, uh, this, this uh um this is a callback of like yeah yeah no 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 no, no. we've done this no 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 Satan <laughs> right uh, uh, uh. um and uh uh yeah you're setting your mind on not on divine things but of human things you're thinking which again is not like they're representative that they're not getting it this yeah. at this period point yeah. in time this is the concept they can't comprehend. We, um, we still can barely comprehend. Yeah, yeah, and we have the end of the story, right? <laughs> to help, um, but uh, yeah, and 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 then we have. Um, I I am curious about this phrase in thirty four though, is, and whether or not um, you know the, the idea that he's already talking about taking up his cross, yeah, which is a symbol uh, that would have been uh, socially understood. Uh, even had the crucifixion not taken place on yeah. the cross. But it almost seems as though this may have... It seems weird to appear here in, in, in such a way that like this happens before the cross becomes a symbol synonymous with Jesus. Right. Um, I suppose if he's talking earlier in 31 about uh, this is what's going to happen, I'm going to be killed, maybe the thought process... Uh, is like, well, you know how most people get killed uh, when for the things that you're talking about is this form of punishment and death. Yeah. But my understanding was Romans and everybody were pretty creative in the different ways they could punish you <laughs> to death. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure if it's like, uh, it, like if it feels like specifically this language maybe would have come in after of like uh, to to. Uh, as like a form of foreshadowing. I would agree with you, except that it occurs in Matthew, Mark, and Luke identically. Mm. Um, John's the only one who doesn't do it identically. He doesn't mention the cross. Okay. Um, but, and John, last one written, most removed from the, the cultural and political context of the first three Gospels. And the... The cross was, being killed by the Romans on a cross was the worst thing that a Jewish person could imagine in terms of death because it violated all sorts of traditions, rules, and practices about death Mm -hmm. where the body was left to degrade rather than buried within 24 hours. Um, That was one of the um, interesting things about Jesus's death and burial is that most people took a lot longer to die on a cross and were left up on a cross literally until they disintegrated. Right. So um, in that way, 
this is this is the worst of the many ways in which you could be killed by the Romans. Gotcha. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Again, the the other the other phrasing that that harkens back to again not Mark's story but uh, others a yeah. uh, story about temptation in the wilderness. Um. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world? Again, that imagery of being taken up to the high mountain mm-hmm. and seeing the whole world. Yep. Uh, and forfeit their life. Uh, uh, again, another callback to, um, look, I've already, I've seen this temptation. And you all will face it. Yep. I figured it out, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else about this story? Um, the, the part you just mentioned is in all four Gospels. Okay. So that was... That has always been seen as key to our life together as Christians and how not to give in to the temptations of the world for political power, for personal riches, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think with that, we'll call to a close. This your podcast for uh, February, what is that? February 25th? Yeah. <laughs> Zipping uh, along. Zipping along. Uh, the second Sunday in Lent in year B. Uh, as I do every week, I encourage you to join us uh, in worship uh, this coming Sunday uh, or thereafter if you're, you know. Online. Uh, yeah. Online is available. Uh, the 10 o'clock service is broadcast live on our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos, and you can watch that at any time. But our services are at 8 and 10. Uh, this week, we don't have a bishop uh, visiting. <laughs> You're stuck with me. Visiting uh, within the building. So not only do you get Bruce's homily, but uh, we also have the return of the nine o'clock hour educational yeah. hour for all ages. Uh, uh, where as this last week we had uh, Q and A time with yeah. the w- with the bishop, and we put our feet to the fire. Yeah. Let me tell you, uh, no, uh, it was a great time. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, eight o'clock service. 10 o'clock service, 9 o'clock educational hour in between. And until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.